Good morning, planet Earth. Happy Friday, and thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. I've been engaged with SMBs in various capacities over the last 20 years, and a uh, great company with the rest of my SMB band making some beautiful music here on Fridays at talkradio.myc between Tommy Demise on Philanthropy and Focus, uh, Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web, and Joseph Franklin McElroy on Wise Content Creates Wealth. Great lineup here on Fridays. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend, myself included. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they get swept under the rug. They get overlooked. They get forgotten in favor of uh, fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. On Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity so we can discuss popular topics on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. It's a nice fun fact for everybody, not just to play on words. There's always deeper meaning here. There's always method behind the madness. We're feeling some freedom. I've got my shades on. Let's get this party started. Today we're talking about it's all about the brand or is it? Branding isn't about where you position your product or business in the marketplace. Branding is about where you position your product or business in the customer's mind. Simple concept, very many people miss it these days. To achieve that share of mind, the intricate tactics that make up a brand, research, strategy, creative, digital, social media, SEO, collateral, point of sale, whatever, they all need to work together. SMBs must assemble these Lego-like pieces into a unified, positive snapshot of the brand in the customer's mind, and they need to make sure that it stands out. While we're talking on talkradio.nyc this morning, we don't want it to be just talk. The goal here is to use the insight on the SMB landscape and take it, harness it, make it create some impact come Monday morning, okay? Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the magic bullet in my travels. The products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, personal and business. There is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. As long as you do this, I do believe the right products will present themselves when needed by the SMB. Everything begins and ends with the people. Surround yourselves with the right ones. They won't steer you wrong. So in that very spirit, we have a great show for you today. Our special guest is none other then Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development at Clearbridge Branding Agency. I know this is a lovely picture of, of uh, Ryan, but I, I love this one better. I can't help myself. Um, Ryan has more than 15 years of marketing and sales experience under his branding belt. He's a jack-of-all-trades player with graphic design and management skills. He's a former COO. Ryan has built uh, successful personal and regional brands in just about every category. He's on top of the latest trends in this fast-paced digital branding world that we live in. Bottom line, if you want to see your brand take off, you got to connect with Ryan and his colleagues. Uh, Ryan considers himself a connector, a husband, a bourbon lover. He loves games in any form, and he is a straight-up undercover nerd. And the, if you guys can see what's going on in the background of Ryan's room there, he is definitely into gaming. There's no, there's no secret about it. And so I know he shares one of my main words for 2021, which is gamification. You got to try to have fun with what you're doing or else it, it always gets a lot harder to make the money. 
I know that Ryan likes to have fun. I like to have fun. He's the most important person I could think of to discuss this topic of the day. And uh, as always, we're going to hit my favorite three questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what's your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? But before we get there, we're going to talk a little bit next to my fire pit. So my fire pit is actually under two feet of snow right now. That's not what it looks like. Um, you know, this whole idea of it's not what you say, it's how you say it is really big with me. And it's also what the prospect or the client hears. The way that your words impact the potential client, customer, what have you, makes all of the difference. Lots of product-based discussion, you know, being passed around these days, especially with the advent of all the various technology that we all have access to. There's a new one out every day to start delivering messages to people. However, it seems like there's evidence that sometimes the people are forgotten. And it's just, here's what we can do for you marketing-wise. You need lead generation. You need demand generation. You want more sales. You want more revenue. It almost sounds like a scare tactic where people start to make decisions based out of fear. I don't like making decisions based out of fear. Most small, medium-sized business owners are the same. They don't like to do that either. They like to do you know, what's right for them, what they're passionate about, what they feel as people and as business owners. I am continually surprised at the number of professionals in the marketing and branding space that don't seem to spend any time learning about the people they're trying to work with. Building a relationship and getting to know the other side of the table seems forgotten with some of these folks in favor of analytics and random lists of people who may or may not even be targeted prospects for the, for the SMB. You know, it all begins and ends with the people. Get to know the people, get to know their story, get to know what their process is for going to market. And then it'll be a lot more clear as to what products and what platforms and what marketing, digital, print, whatever is going to be the most important, the path of least resistance for this particular client. So, you know, going to my vast library that I like to reference here on the show, you know, going through the books on my shelf, I came across one that I had read a little while back called The Big Book of Marketing. And, you know, with marketing, you know, things tend to change on an hourly basis. So this book goes back a decade. However, a lot of the principles that I saw in here were, you know, still very applicable nowadays. So again, the big book of marketing lessons and best practices from the world's greatest companies uh, edited by Anthony G. Bennett. This is a, a great kind of desktop resource for this topic. I'm going to give you guys a couple of tidbits from chapter one, which is titled marketing overview. It says, why does anyone choose to buy one product instead of another? Why does one product succeed making billions of dollars and another languish losing money? Product providers of goods and service are constantly in search of new tools to make their product the successful product, the one that sells. These tools are collectively called marketing. A dynamic marketing effort can make the difference for a product and can propel a company into the billion dollar category. But before you get to the money side of things, you have to look at and understand the needs and wants of the customers and supply the product, good or service that actually meets those needs. Understanding the demand and supply through the eyes of the customer is a process called marketing. Demand is the desire to possess something, good services, ideas, information, combined with the ability to purchase or accept it. Supply is the thing, good services, ideas, information available to meet the demand. Marketing is a process that starts with identifying and understanding the needs and wants of the customer, demand, 
and then fulfilling those needs and wants, supply. Notice how it's a process before product. An effective marketing plan offers a solution to fulfill the needs and wants of society, individuals, and organizations while achieving the goals of the organization. In addition, marketing uh, can create new needs or reformat existing needs. So to skip ahead, it says in here, marketing changing perspectives, and it gives a little bit of insight from the uh, you know, history as well as what it looks at as far as tomorrow, which again, this goes back a decade, so arguably tomorrow is here. Uh, yesterday, it says, in the pre-industrial age, products were custom-made, and while they could be custom-tailored to each individual, they were expensive on a per-unit basis and varied in quality. In the industrial age, mass production and specialization can make a higher quality, more uniform, less expensive product. Unfortunately, individual consumer needs were often a secondary consideration to the manufacturing process. Sell what was made, what was made, that was the order of the day. The one size fits all concept. Uh, starting in the 60s and 70s, customers realized that they did not want to be sold to. They wanted to be listened to as individuals or as groups known as market segments. And they wanted their wants and needs to be met. Marketers had to compete with other companies and convince the potential consumer that the company's goals, uh, company's goods and services were worth the customer's consideration. A true marketing orientation was coming of age. So going back to about when this book was written, it said um, Henry Ford would be proud to know that his company offers customers 60 different colors of paints for their cars. The field of marketing has become extremely important and is applicable to every individual and organizational endeavor. Globally, consumers desire to be free to choose what they want, when and where they want it, and how much they are willing to pay. Marketing helps these consumers make the best and most informed choices. And then going to tomorrow, it says in the future, it will be incumbent upon marketers to understand that life will be more complex and increasingly global. How's that for some foreshadowing for what's going on these days? There will be more sophisticated customers, more sophisticated competitors, and fewer natural resources as more countries' economies become increasingly sophisticated and more trading opportunities emerge, marketing will be the key in reaching customers globally. And as the world matures, so will marketing. In addition, marketing will increasingly lead organizations toward ethical, social, and environmental responsibilities. So marketing goals, to wrap this up from the book, both customers' demand and organization supply have objectives. Customers' goals are to satisfy their needs and wants. Organizations' goals are to supply a good or service that provides value or is, is useful to customers and provide and profit to shareholders. <clears throat> In the case of nonprofit organizations, marketing success may be measured by the public's response rather than by profitability. In each instance, marketing management must ensure that these goals are met idealistically, value is provided to the customer, and the organization benefits. Marketing provides the customer with choices and hopefully the superior product stands out and succeeds. So I thought these were some good tidbits from the book to relate. I want to tie this back to some copy that I see on the ClearBridge branding agency website and my good old buddy, Ryan Harbinson. Uh, so it says on there, actually, it's not about us. It's about you. We could give you a long-winded spiel about who we are and what we do, like how ClearBridge started 
from scratch in 2015 and quickly became one of the region's fastest growing branding and creative agencies. We talk about our, our client list of big and soon to be big companies, how our creative digital and social media chops cut through the clutter and turn complete strangers into loyal customers or how ClearBridge is a tight-knit team of agile, responsive branding pros who listen, really listen to your challenges so that they can provide insights that move the business forward. So, you know, then you obviously have to list all of the things that you do, brand development, communications, digital, media planning, uh, research, search engine optimization, social media, strategic planning, web development. But then the kicker, it says lots of branding agencies have our capabilities, but they don't have us. Okay, lots of branding agencies may have many of the services we do. The difference is the people behind the ClearBridge capabilities. Every player on the team is a tested, intuitive positioning expert with tons of hard-earned branding experience. We have one mission, putting your brand on the map. Equally important at ClearBridge, you work with only senior, seasoned branding pros not B players, not bench warmers, not juniors, that the people is the difference. Why ClearBridge branding makes such a big difference. I thought that was awesome. And the great way to start off the show today, we're going to be right back after we take a commercial break with Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development at ClearBridge Branding Agency. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. always Friday, everyone, with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're going to be talking with my good friend, Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development with Clearbridge Branding Agency. In just a moment here, we're going to get into the method behind the madness of what Ryan does. So this is the scientific part of the show, what we do, how we do it, how we go to market for it. And I wanted to kick things off with, uh, with this little tidbit that I also saw on your website. It says, we'd love to tell your brand where to go in a nice way. So, Ryan, awesome to have you here today, man. Thanks, man. Really appreciate the opportunity. This is great. I got to say, before we even get into it, that bass line is just a great way to come back from a break. So, is that you playing that? No, no. <laughs> Although I do have two bass guitars here in my house. It was one of those things right when my first kid was being born. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, why don't I just take bass guitar lessons? I could totally handle it. Great idea. Them. You'll have so much more time now to play musical instruments. So smart move by you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I thought this was cool because you guys being a branding agency, it's like, oh, yeah, we're all about the brand, like putting your best foot forward. It's like we'd love to tell to tell your brand where to go, but in a nice way. And in theory, that would indicate you guys want to learn more about the people and really where to direct them, what's important to them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a that kind of gets like thrown under the under the radar a little bit, and like that's like the initial first step. And you know, when we like meet with people that want to kind of move forward and and kind of discuss opportunities to to work with us, I mean, we have hefty questions, and you know, we really want to know like what have you done, what your pain points look like, you know, what's it look like in the past, how long how long have you you know, had the company, you know, what did you start? What, what were you, what was it like in the early days when you guys were doing like a lot of guerrilla, you know, stuff like yard signs and postcards and stuff. Right. And, you know, I think that's really important. And, you know, we do a lot of research even before we have that initial meeting. So like we'll run through the internet and we're going to find out everything that you're doing and find out like, I mean, how many times have, how many people have had multiple social media accounts and, there's a couple that are utilized more than others. And then there's like, we haven't tweeted anything since 2017, but you know, our, our, our Facebook and Instagram is crushing it. Right. So like we see that all a lot as well too. So it's, it's understanding, you know, where they're at as a company and where they want to go. And in order for us to do that, we need to know these things. We just can't be like, Oh, okay. Uh, your budget's this. And uh, I don't know. We'll do Facebook ads and uh, then we're not going to talk to you ever again. And like that is the complete opposite of everything that we do. We are very hands on. You know, we're and, and it's weird to say this. I know we talked about this before, too, but like we actually have pride in what we do. And we love when our our clients do good. And like they're like, uh, you guys have to stop this campaign. We can't do it anymore because we can't handle the amount of stuff that's coming in. We don't have enough people. And we're like, oh, this is wonderful. Love it. You know, round of applause, everybody. Right. So like that's the stuff that we look for. And because we 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 take pride in what we do. And and when people are like, oh my God, you know, we we our goals were better than we expected and all that traffic was because we were able to get leads this way, or you know, people saw the product where it was and 
you know, it's just, we really enjoy what we do and we love to help people out. And it's just, it's great. It's, and I, I, I love that. You guys must, must get ecstatic. If somebody says, yeah, hey, we need to shut down this campaign. We can't handle the <laughs> amount of traffic that's coming in here. Let's go all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought really cool though. It's, it's almost analogous. You know, I do a lot of work with financial advisors and insurance professionals and things like that. And, you know, very similar to that industry where, you know, people might look at it as commoditized in some ways. And to me, it never is. It's always about the people. It's answering three simple questions. Where are you right now? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? And how, how do we get there? How do you want to get there? How should exactly. we get you guys as guides through the wilderness with that is, is fantastic. Talk to me about how you guys go out to market. You know, I would assume a lot of word of mouth referrals. I know you're a heavy networker like I am, but there's a lot of folks that claim to do what you guys do. And I would argue that you guys are way more kick-ass at it, but talk to me about how you guys go to market for it. Yeah, sure. I mean, so it starts with a, a, a couple I mean, there's a lot of lot of answers in that question there. So, you know, I would say first, it's educating people on, on what we do and, and, you know, what what separates us. And I think that's the beginning, especially in the biz dev world. Um, you know, we're just over five years old and um, really got, you know, young walls, but old talent. You know, the average experience for this team is like 22 years. Um, you know, our, our we've got people that are uh, expert writers for Forbes on the team. People have done full rebrands for major uh, uh, rail lines and major hospitals and, you know, major financial institutions. You know, uh, one of our uh, team members has run uh, national campaigns for Fortune 500 companies. So, you know, we bring this like New York City, big city kind of feel, but to South Jersey, you know, we got and we got offices in Philly and Chicago, but we don't have to be in the middle of Manhattan to do what we're doing. And because we're not in you know a forty thousand dollar a month facility that's only like eight hundred square foot, you know we can we can really kick kick some butt and and, and really help people grow. And I and I think that's part of it is that we've really assembled this team of industry vets that are passionate and everybody really shines in the area that they're at. And we can also all kind of co mingle in each other's fields, which is really nice. So. And that, that's part of it. And it's, it's, it's educating people on what we do. And then, you know, the next, the next part is really, you know, my sales strategy as a biz dev guy is different than most people. You know, we've talked about this before, Steve, like I'm never here to hard sell anybody on anything. Okay. I mean, I want to educate people on what we do and who we are. I mean, like we look at things from kind of a three-part perspective, right? So like brain creative is where we start and where we shine. And then it's like target audience and what's the messaging look like, right? And then it's kind of our 25-point checklist. So it's TV, radio, video, SEO, social, web, internal, external, really everything from like your email signature to billboards and everything in between. And that's what I like try to let everyone know. And I'm never going to go into a thing and be like, good afternoon, sir. Did you know that internet traffic is up over 350%? And together we can help you grow your business and bring leads. <laughs> Come on, man. Like nobody wants to get hard sold to that. You know, you know what, the way that I look at it is it, it's, it's a couple, couple things, right? So one is, is, is developing that, that core group of networking individuals that you see all the time, right? You know, that's my sales team, quote unquote, right? So I have like 25, 30 people that I network with all the time. that are always out there listening for buzzwords for me and vice versa, right? And that's really how it works. You know, the other thing is, is, is first to mind, live in the feed, right? And it's also pick your platforms that you want to be on. I mean, 
there is so much stuff that you've got to really harness in on where you want to be seen at, right? So like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and Twitter and Clubhouse. And the list just goes on for days and years and months. And okay. So it's like, what are your, what are your couple things that you want to kind of focus on? And it's understanding the messaging that you're putting out there, because even though you work for somebody, right, you're still your own brand as that company. And that's what people need to realize. So when they think of that, they think of you, they think of what you do, right? And the messaging is different between the different platforms, right? So prime example, if I go to a restaurant and I know the owners, okay, I'm on, I'm going to take different pictures and post different ways on different platforms, right? On Facebook, I'm going to take a picture of the whole, I'm going to take a selfie with everybody that I'm with, right? Hey, great dinner. Everybody's great, right? Instagram, I'm probably going to take a picture of my food and be like best gnocchis I've ever had in my life. And then for LinkedIn, I'm probably going to take a picture with both the owners, right? So it's the same story. It's a different message. And that's really what we need to do is understand what our clients or potential clients want to do, and then finding out the right way for them to go to tell that message, to educate people on who they are so that when they think of this new hot soda, or they think of this new uh, software product, they think of them. I thought that was such a great explanation, especially with the different social media channels of what kind of pictures and everything would be involved in each. It's funny, while you were talking about that, my phone started buzzing on the side with Clubhouse discussions and all of that. <laughs> like Clubhouse is like the craziest thing ever these days. I've heard about it multiple times in yeah. the last couple of weeks, and I just I just started with it, and I'm like, oh my God, people could easily lose an entire day here if they allow Oh, yeah. Them. Clubhouse, user-generated social radio. Yeah, so that's you generated social radio and, crowd, and crowdsourcing for technology folks that are around in there. Oh, man, it is like VC, like central. Heaven. Oh, my God. All they're doing is pitching ideas. It's Absolutely. crazy. But going back to education for a second. So my father is a retired teacher, right? And I think about my two words for 2021, which are differentiation and gamification. I know how you feel about gamification mm-hmm. based on your paraphernalia in your room. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know, differentiate you know, something that you were talking about a great deal. And if there was going to be a third word for me, it would be educate this year. And it's mm-hmm. you know, educating people on how you're different, educating people on how dry material can be fun, educating people on storytelling from yep. one, from both sides of the table and where they meet in the middle. Well, I think it's, I think, I think there's a strategy too on how you can create content on both the platforms with that style based on the audience. Right. So for a prime example, like, I do a lot of like Instagram and TikTok style content, but on LinkedIn. And I do like business content. Like during the early days of all the craziness, my wife and I were doing like business skits. Like, you know, like, oh, this is what it was like working from home. And I'm like, you know, in my suit and tie. And I'm like, all right, four day, four deals in two hours. Awesome. And it's like, you know, this is what we thought it was. And it's like reality. And there's like dogs barking in the background there's vacuum cleaners going like i have got like a robe on and like i'm like i gotta call you back man you know so like just understanding the audience and like linkedin is a great tool to grow your business and grow that network but also at the same time it is it will always have this stigma stigma of being this boring business tool and it's just social media it's just understanding how to tell the story differently to get people involved and understanding that Content is king and and uh, engagement is queen. That's the name of the game, man. 
It's, it's just social media in a different wrapper. And it's, it. again, it, it goes to the education and differentiation piece that we were just speaking about is everybody has the business pitch and the business dry everything on LinkedIn. How do you spice it up and how do you stand out? I think it's an important point. And they're telling you who they are, where they work for, what company they're in, and you can get involved in the conversation easily and get noticed because what you're trying to do is take stuff that's cold and make it lukewarm. And if you're involved in those conversations by getting engaged, then you're bringing eyeballs to your profile and that's how you do it. Absolutely. Plenty of method behind this madness. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the madness behind Ryan Harbinson's life at Clearbridge Branding Agency. Stay with us on Always Friday. Oh yeah. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my buddy, Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development with Clearbridge Branding Agency. We're going to get into the madness, and I'm fairly certain there's a bunch of it, of uh, Ryan's life with, with, with Clearbridge and his colleagues and with his clients. So Ryan, this is the observational part of the show where, you know, 
we talk about stories that you've seen, things that you get asked to do on a regular basis, you know, particular points of commentary, you know, don't, obviously we don't want to compromise client confidentiality or anything like that, but you know, I, I know you and I have talked a little bit about some of the madness that each of us sees with with the space. And, you know, going back to some of the discussion from from last segment of social media and the various forums that people can communicate in. I know it blows you away. It blows me away that people think they can reach out so coldly to you through LinkedIn <laughs> and think that they have some type of relationship with you. It blows the mind. Well, it's funny. We're right? talking about how, the difference between the platforms, right? So like... <clears throat> For me, like Facebook is like I'm friends with everybody. Like I don't care. The more people I'm friends with, you know, I ran my own business for 10 years with two other partners uh, doing uh, software development. We ran a board game store and uh, had a small little uh, nerd con called South Jersey Geek Fest. And, you know, in those days when you're a serial entrepreneur and, you know, trying to spread the word like through as much guerrilla marketing as possible, the more people I'm friends with on Facebook, the better. So the difference between that is I'm trying to tell everybody what I'm doing. It doesn't matter who it is on LinkedIn. This is more of my business community. And that is actually so much more a tight niche community than anything else. Right? Like I thoroughly go through and, uh, unfriend people because I want the content that I'm putting out, right. To be seen by people that are relevant in my network, because those people are the ones that are going to either, like comment share or all the above my stuff be interested on on uh some of the projects that we're working on and really maybe turn into possible clients or great power partners down down the road right and with that said you know you're in the same boat that i am i'm in you know i if you give me an industry i probably know two or three people in that industry that i'll happily recommend you with and these people that go online and just i mean the days of of 1992 are just long dead and gone i mean like it used to work that you could get the phone book a couple days before everybody else and start dialing for dollars and oh we all we want you know we we always want to be in the two a's in the front of our name just so that we're in the top of the listings and you know i call at 7 15 in the morning because the ceo is there or i call at 5 30 at night because the gatekeeper is left and yeah, you know, I'm going to send snail mail and say, uh, send a, a baseball and say, oh, you know, or a basketball and say, oh, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Now the ball's in your court. And it's like, <laughs> get it. Okay. You know, I'm going to change my voicemail every day because that's the only way people can communicate. Like that stuff is still being practiced. Like people still cold call all the time. And I don't understand, like, the relationship is more important than the transaction at that point, right? And and what I say is always is, like, you can do that stuff. And we said this earlier, right? Like, you can call 150 people a day. You can send 1,000 LinkedIn messages, and you'll get deals. People will definitely respond. You'll get meetings. You'll close deals. It'll be great. But the minute that an opportunity turns into a cheaper or someone that they know a little bit better, they're gone. Like, it's over. Okay. Right. And I think part of it is, is, is the way that the, the, the company is run too. Right. So like right now we live in a world where it's like, if you don't have systems, processes, and culture integrated heavily into your business, then you're, you're not able to adapt during these times. And really the new currency that we've in- integrated over the last couple of months is accountability. Like there's less opportunities to see your people all the time in the office. So that that's part of it too, is like, are you having your people go out and just dial for dollars or are you developing and allowing your, your sales team to develop relationships and understand that patience over greed 
is really one of the main ways to go, right? You know, first to mind, live in the feed is another really good one, right? For what I say is, you know, everywhere, all the time, always. That's just, that's just the way it works. Like it's a low and slow mentality. And that's just how it goes. And you know what? If you spend the time and you get a new gig and you educate people for six or six or eight months, and then you wait another like 14 months of just heavy seed planning, after that two-year mark, everything really starts to grow. And during that first eight months, you're probably not going to sell a whole lot. But after that first year has come to a wrap and you're into the next year and you're really heavy seed planning, you're going to get deals on where it is. And then the key is to work with one or two of your power partners that also has a big network. And when you help those people out, then it really shows who and what you're doing because now not only have you helped out someone that you do, but now maybe they have uh, you know, uh, an opportunity for you to work with them and us to work with you and now we're now we're both working with each other which is great too but now they're an, an they're just a walking billboard for you all the time and that's really what what it is i mean it's the trust and and you're going to see these people more than you're going to see most of your family so developing these relationships with these people is the is really the way to go i mean you know i have like a core six or eight or ten people that we text with all the time and like I know about their kids. I know about their family. And like, we never are selling anything to anybody. But we're always utilizing each other as top of mind opportunities always. So it's just, it's just understanding that if you're out there hard selling, you can do it, but it's not the, it's not the, the long game, which is developing those relationships. I, I feel like there's, I couldn't have said it any better. I, uh, I like movies as most people know. So I like the idea of I'm everywhere, Fokker. And yeah. It's, that, it is the way that you need to be. And it, it blows me away these days, Ryan, that, you know, folks, they think they don't have any sort of networking opportunities and they can't meet new people and they can't form, you know, power partners out there. I think you would agree that over this past year, you know, I'm a serial networker. You're a serial networker. Dude, you know, the opportunities every, that we've been presented with to connect with new people are ridiculous. It's insane. Every 10 days, I've probably done a month of networking since uh, last uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and it's at the point now where people are like, who can I introduce you to? I'm like, nobody. I'm good. I'm booked out like a month in advance. I can't do any more one-on-ones. I'm over the Zoom stuff. Like, And I appreciate it. But like, you know, there's certain things that I'm always, always looking for, but it's like, I love to meet new people, but it's like I got to like be able to have like admin days where I'm like doing lists and actually like, you know, cleaning up my inbox. I mean, I've never had more opportunities to do emails easier ever in my life. And my inbox is more full than it's ever been in, my, in the history of my career. <laughs> it's even getting things like a, a live weekly show started that I've been wanting to do for years you know, I arguably have less time now than I've ever had before. But the thing that I find fascinating with the environment we're all living in now is oh, any dude, one yeah. of the calls I have, the Zoom calls, is a potential live show topic of discussion. And yeah. It's like, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Yeah, I mean, and that's what I've kind of changed my ask, right? When people are like, who can I introduce you to? I'm like, I'd rather be on shows. Or rather, like get uh, get the opportunity to do. I, I teach like LinkedIn training courses as well. So like, let me get booked for that kind of stuff. Is it better a better ass that I'm out there for? You know, it's funny that you say that too. Like, we're at a point now where it's very uh, eerily similar to 2008, 2009 during the crash, right? And you know, one of the worst diseases that you can ever suffer from is what it could have should. Right? And you know, because of that, we were able to see in 08 and 09 uh, tons of uh, of entrepreneurs who 
either didn't know they were entrepreneurs or, you know, maybe got laid off and were getting unemployment. So they had that cushion for like eight months to kind of, hey, you know what? I always wanted to do this. So there's no better time than doing it now. And out of that, we got Uber, Airbnb, Groupon, and tons and tons of others that have like revolutionized the way that we do things. So I'm extremely excited to see what, you know, uh, first quarter 2022, uh, all the way to like the beginning of 23 is going to look like with some of these companies that have come out. And you got to remember in 2008, 2009, tech was good. Um, but, you know, the Internet was still young. You know, the problem now is that the Internet is an adult. The Internet knows who it is and it likes who it is. Right. So that's part of it, too. And you got to realize that the technology now is so much easier just in this, I mean, 12 year gap from 08 now like it's very easy to do things that were i mean even just recording on facebook like in 2008 it was like you can't do live there's not enough there's too much content i mean like the 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 tubes aren't big enough to handle all the information you know what i mean like now it's like if you're not if you don't have live opportunities like you're you're in the past so it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens um i'm very very excited to see the the evolution of stuff I think that's a great point that especially, you know, when there's global, you know, national macro types of events like this, you know, going back to 2008, 2009, you know, there were things like franchises boomed after that. And oh, are yeah, booming right now. Like I've done some great work with franchise folks as of late and it's it's booming right now because people are you know leaving jobs that they've been comfortable in or being you know downsized from jobs. And, you know, they're getting that entrepreneurial spirit and they want to plug into something. So if you don't think that the Chick-fil-A market is going to be even more insane than it is now, which is so crazy because before all the all this stuff happened, you gotta remember that like 89% of their business was drive through already. Yep. So dude. I, I want to go back to something before we take our next break, and that is the idea of patience before greed. And I think that's something that needs to be driven home so heavily. And you, you said it really well. When you're doing, this is my you know, two decades of experience running around doing work with small, medium-sized businesses. When, when you are working with a new distribution effort of anything, any new sales, business development, strategic initiative, it's going to take a minimum of six to 18 months to lay the groundwork. And then just like you said, after two years, you know, rinse, lather, repeat, water every day, like you start to see a lot of the fruits of that labor. I mm-hmm. can't believe how many people still don't understand that. It's an instant gratification world. And a lot of that is because of the technology and the fact that yeah. that's an adult. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think these people come in and uh, they just get frustrated that they're not doing anything. I mean, like I was a print guy before this for like three and a half, four years. So like, and I had built my network as the print guy. So like I literally for the first six to eight months with ClearBridge, I had to like re-educate everybody that I wasn't the print guy anymore. And that takes time because people are like, wait, what are you doing now? And I think part of it too, is that you can't nowadays, it's very hard to not be a job jumper. Right. And when you get to a certain point in your career, if you've got a new job every like six or eight months, it's hard to, to come back from that as well because now you're educating everybody all the time. And then once everybody kind of gets used to who you are, you've got a new gig. And I think that's part of it. It's, it's making the correct decisions on where you're going to go. And is this the right path for me to be in where it's going to be at least a three to four year engagement? So, 
Absolutely. Some great stuff here. We're going to be right back with Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development with ClearBridge Branding Agency. Stay with us, people. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. It's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Ryan Harbinson, Director of Business Development with ClearBridge Branding Agency. We're going to bring things home here real quick with the message part of our show. You know, the whole goal here, Ryan, is for folks listening to take some weekend insight and use it to make Monday impact. And you've given everyone some awesome fodder for Monday morning water cooler conversation. Not that we're actually going to the office these days. But, uh, you know, give, give us the... The pearls of wisdom, the big takeaway, what should people, if there's, if there's a couple of sound bites that people really want to remember for Monday morning, lay it on them. Sure. So, you know, I would say this, and from the, the small and medium-sized business stuff, this is kind of, I think, a key, is if you're not at the point where you feel comfortable or you want to work with, you know, marketing agencies, because maybe you're still kind of developing things. I think what happens is that people get consumed by the day-to-day and they don't put any content out, right? And that is a huge part of developing your brand on a guerrilla level, right? So like yard signs go a long way, you know, postcards for uh, go a long way. And, but really that social media content and just creating something, even if it's small snippets, highlights of what you guys are doing, you know um, you know, I say there's a big difference between, you know, uh, corporate content, you know, and culture content. Right. And the key to really doing things is understanding that 
companies like ClearBridge and marketing agencies out there really want to focus more on that corporate content, but make it look great. And that's where we come in on the creative side, right? Finding the right people, telling that story, getting it in front of the right audience. But, you know, we love when our clients really run home with that, that culture content, right? You know, and I think the problem is, is that people overthink content too much and because they do, then they don't put any content out, which then no one knows who they are. And now you're just never shining on anything you want. So the way that I look at it is, is, is a couple things. One is just tell people what you're doing. Hey, it's Monday morning. I got my coffee. I like mine with a little bit of cream and sugar. How about you? Bang. Tons of great engagement. See what happens, right? Video is always the best way to go too, right? So like, up, oh, going to the office today. Here we go. And like literally do a video of you like going out of your room and then going in and be like, and I'm at the office. Wow. Whew, man, great day. Like that's the stuff that people really love, right? Highlight, you know, who your employees are and what you're doing. The other thing too is that you've got to realize that there are multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of content, millions of dollars of people that are creating other content, right? If you look at companies like Barstool and Instagram, right? Barstool took over Instagram by literally sharing other people's content. That's how they blew up on Instagram. So I say it all the time, utilize other people's content as your own. Okay, maybe you don't want to be in front of the camera. Maybe you've got analysis paralysis, right? Because you don't know what to what to write or how to get it out there. So utilize the content that's relevant either to your industry or maybe the industries that you're trying to get more involved in and post that out there, right? Never just do a, a blind share either, right? No, don't just don't share it. Make sure you write a headline across some stuff. And then the other thing too is really just hone in and pick what your social media elements are going to be. I say three is the most that you can really manage as a whole, right? Yes, you can use like things like Hootsuite and all that, but all that's going to do is going to tell the same story on, on the same platforms, right? So understand who your audience is, what's the message you're trying to put in, and, and go from there. And then I would say last is do not underestimate the powers of the DM system, right? Direct messaging people is huge. It is direct content or direct opportunities to to talk to people, especially on Instagram. It's huge. So if you're trying to build relationships and things like that, DMing people, even celebrity stuff. I mean, you got to realize that we're in a world where fame doesn't really exist anymore. No one really wants to be Tom Cruise or Jennifer Aniston or Oprah Winfrey or The Rock or any of that, right? 26% of users on Instagram have between 100,000 and a million followers right? So it's all about being that niche star that shines, right? So like, if I want to be the king of yarn, and I just, I'm great at yarn, I could have like 500,000 people that follow me. And if I go to YarnCon in the middle of Wisconsin, I'm a big celebrity. But if I go anywhere else, no one knows who I am. That's the world that we're living in. And it's very accessible to get in front of those people to make them either, you know, ambassadors for your brand. Uh, and, and that's so that DM element is huge. Um, and, and it's just that content creation and then getting involved into the engagement factor and staying on top and making people remember you. Remember, first to mind, live in the feed. It's, you have such great stuff, man. I can't, I can't thank you enough for sharing your pearls of wisdom with everyone this Friday because I, I hear questions and thoughts and insights and objections around what you do and and you know folks that do what you do yeah you guys have such a great outlook on the way that it needs to be done with the people first type of philosophy and really getting to know the culture and you know what makes people tick 
that's mm-hmm. what this is all about. And uh, you guys are, are awesome. So, uh, so let's just have a little fun before we wrap everything up. So going back to my favorite go. question, you, you talk about the heavy questions. My heavy <laughs> questions are who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what's your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? So without further ado, uh, favorite movie character for Mr. Ryan Harbinson is uh, so favorite other movie- than Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, I had to really think about that one. And that's what I really didn't think about. And the Indiana Jones thing is actually really, <laughs> that's so great, man. Great Photoshop stuff. Um, what's great about the Indiana Jones thing is that you've only got three movies, right? Four movies, but it's, it, for me, it's like, what's all the other stuff that he has done that they didn't make movies about? Like this guy's been an adventurer for like 20 something years, you know? So what else has he done that they didn't show? What other crazy stuff has he gone into that we don't know about, you know? And then, you know, one of the reasons I pick Indy is because uh, a great, uh, if you're looking to play something, uh, the uncharted series on PlayStation is excellent. And it's pretty much Nathan Drake, which is pretty much young, you know, kick-ass Indiana Jones. So really good. Absolutely. Indiana Jones is kick ass, no matter young, old, whatever. And on that, uh, on that happy note, I do like to join my guests in the pictures wherever possible. So let's go Dr. Jones and Dr. Ah. Jones. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I need, I need those. I need those pictures. <laughs> so you definitely will get them. So, uh, favorite TV show character, none other than Frank Reynolds from it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, that is one of my favorite shows of all time. Frank is just, the best man he's just such a wild card and uh uh i love it even though some people think i look like charlie day with my, my glasses on so <laughs> so i guess it's no surprise that one of uh, ryan's favorite tv shows is it's always sunny in philadelphia so you know join, join frank wherever i can here in these pictures great but uh he's, he's got a couple of great answers for favorite tv shows as well as favorite movies so uh, here's one that I haven't gotten into yet, but the pictures are just worth their weight in gold. Uh, trailer Park Boys. Dude, got to get into Trailer Park Boys. It is <laughs> it is the best. Yeah, it is it is such a great show, and uh, it's, it's on Netflix, and uh, there's 12 seasons of it. And then uh, it actually um, it ends, and it goes into an animated series, which is also really, really funny. I am not surprised in the least. Uh, also, The Office is amongst the list of favorites. How could you go wrong? I mean, obviously, it's just so good. <laughs> and I love, I love how like uh, they they ended that deal with Netflix and take it to Peacock, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm not buying Peacock." Like, I've <laughs> <laughs> already seen The Office a hundred times, and I've seen Parks and Recs all the time. And oh, what, what you guys got new content coming out? What do you got coming out? Oh, you have a Punky Brewster rebake. Oh, yeah. Although th- there might be something to the virtual office type of remake. So, you know, hold that thought. Yeah, right. <laughs> where we're all living right now. Uh, going into the movie side of things, No Country for Old Men. Anytime I have a chance to superimpose on Woody, Woody Harrelson as well as uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I get excited. Love it. Love it. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, There Will Be Blood. Not bad as well. That movie's great because the first like 18 minutes of the film, nobody says anything. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like cinematography at its finest. Everybody oh, man. I, that's what I love. I love good directors, great cinematography all day, man. <laughs> and then also 2001, A Space Odyssey. So yeah, I like your hashtag, Where's Harb? That's you know, for Instagram for you is he's with Hal. That's where he is. Right? <laughs> so uh, favorite musical instrument is the guitar. And uh, favorite artist is none other than McKinley Morganfield or Muddy Waters, as he's known. A second time I've had that response given. That's not, I didn't think that would be as popular as it is, but yeah. very good taste you guys have. He's great, man. 
And uh, also Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. I'll join you for a little musical number there. So great answers, great content, great discussion, Ryan. Here's some contact information. If you can't find Ryan on the internet, he's definitely out there. So you're looking in the wrong spot. Hashtag where's Harb on Instagram. Uh, coming up next week, we got some great topics to talk about with you guys. Uh, gamification has been my word. We're going to talk about game time for SMBs. Uh-huh. So training is fundamentally broken. Most training doesn't work out there. Employees tend to forget 70% of what they learn within just three days of using the traditional methods. It's just not enough. Gamification engages and motivates people across all kinds of activities using game mechanics such as badges, points, levels, and leaderboards. I know Ryan likes games. My my guest next week, Love Games as well. We're going to be joined by Eddie Jimenez. He's the manager of Channel Partnerships and Roger Bernardino, the director of um, enterprise sales for One Huddle the gamification learning management system platform that is disrupting the entire learning management industry. And if CEO Sam is around, he might even join us as well. You never know. He's a busy guy. But uh, until next week, uh, this has been Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Catch us at 11 a.m. on Fridays, right before Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York 
a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 